WHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad. <laughs> Yeah, I'll leave my DJ set for another time on the Summer Mix weekend. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Gangsta Rap or just Gang Affiliated. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. The same on the gram, at Lisa Evers. Post your comments, and we'll try to get some of them on the air. Our question for you, do you think the gang element in hip-hop is destroying our youth? Is it Has it become a recruiting tool for the gang culture? Or do you think it's just entertainment? Give us a call now at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And also, this is the moment in the show right at the beginning here where you should text your friends and family, tell them to tune in no matter where they are in the United States. Here in New York City in the Tri-State, they can listen live, of course, on 97.1 FM. Anywhere around the country and even in other parts of the world on the live stream on hot97.com and also just about anywhere anywhere on the free, free, free Where Hip Hop Lives app. You can listen live to the show right on there. So if you're on the go, you can just listen right on your phone, put your headphones on, and that's it. Now, as you know, hip hop has grown into a multi-billion dollar entertainment industry and made lots of money for people who've come from the streets and would never have had a chance at the American dream otherwise. But some leaders in our communities, some educators and others, are wondering if the line between gangster rap and gang uh, gang affiliated has become way too blurred. Look at Lil Wayne, one of the most successful Successful stars in the game. He's a well-known blood. So is the game out of Los Angeles. Even R&B star Chris Brown, you've all seen him in red all the time, all over, everywhere. He, you know, that's his favorite color. On the blue side, the most famous crip of all, Snoop Dogg, is now so mainstream he does Super Bowl commercials. But hot boy rapper Bobby Schmurter from Brooklyn, not so lucky. He's behind bars on murder conspiracy and other charges. And prosecutors say his GS9 music crew was actually a crip set and ongoing criminal enterprise. And it's not just Bloods and Crips. Chicago, we saw what happened with Chief Keef's, uh, Chief Keef's friend, Capo. The up-and-coming rapper, he was gunned down. One-year-old baby in a baby carriage was also shot uh, when he was when he was murdered. Both are allegedly members of the notorious Black Disciples gang in Chicago. And in every city, big or small, there are crews that give themselves their own names, their own rules. Uh, they're rapping and sometimes rapping while they're running the streets. But when they make it, what kind of message does this send? And also, are these gang messages one thing for these superstar hip-hop artists that can run around with security and with protection and be insulated? And a very, very different thing from our teens and our youth who are right there exposed on the streets. That's what we're talking about in this episode of Street Soldiers. And we're taking your calls at 1-800-223-9797-1-800-223-9797. On Twitter, at Lisa Evers. On the gram, at Lisa Evers. Hashtag hip hop. Hit us up. And uh, we'll read some of your comments on the air. And let me introduce our amazing panel that we have for this. Uh, for this episode of Street Soldiers. Joining us is Chris Gadsden. He's a vice principal at Lincoln High School in New Jersey, in Jersey City. And Chris, thanks so much for being with us. No, thank you, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Latif Sarnor. He's a CEO and founder of Collide TV and uh, Kaleidoscope Networks. It's a digital television network for multicultural audiences. Latif, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Glad to be here. And also with us is Brian Favors. He's an educator. Um, 
former high school teacher in Bushwick. He's a consultant now with Breaking the Cycle. And basically, he trains educators to use culturally responsive teaching so that they can relate to our children and our youth in a way that gets to them so that they can learn the lessons and uh, go on to succeed. Brian, thanks so much for being with Good us. Good to be here. We really appreciate it. Also joining us is up-and-coming rapper Hocus 45th. He's, uh, we're going to play a little bit of his new joint, Represent. Um, he is from the Bronx. He was formerly with the uh, blood set known as Sex, Money, Murder, SMM. He did four years on a drug conspiracy charge. Now he's focused exclusively on his music, On the Grind. I think you were the first one here at the Hot 97 studio this morning. That's how much On the Grind he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hocus, thanks so much for being with us. We Thank appreciate you. it. And also, great to have her back, the one and only Rod Digger, rapper, model, actress, former member of Flip Mode Squad, you remember that, uh, hip-hop group. That was formed by Buster Rhymes. And Rod, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Chris, I want to start with you on this. And, of course, we're taking your telephone calls, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Why do you say that uh, gangster rap is having such a bad effect on the youth? I'm saying that it has a bad effect on the youth is because the gangster rap culture is now invading our um, youth mindset invading their decision making um growing up we didn't have gangster rap per se inside of our um music and but that whole element is shaping the mindsets of our youth whereas now um bad decisions uh just crime just uh, a lot of things that they're being influenced by now the community has enough elements in itself that we have to overcome but to have a philosophy and a way of life that our, our youth are now subscribing to makes it a whole lot uh, difficult for them to transition into adulthood. And so if they're living by a particular code or they're living by just that um, thing, it's uh, really having a negative effect on our youth. Well, give me some in the cities. Well, you're there. You're there in the high school and Jersey City, as we know, has a gang has gang issues. What do you see happening specifically? Can you give us some examples? I'll give you an example. Like, you know, a child can come up inside of the neighborhood feel as though they're being threatened but then later on like as for protection whatever they'll join and they'll be initiated into a set um, older cats now are recruiting younger cats whatever to hold drugs to do things whatever um, and these things are now becoming like normal for our youth so as a form of protection as a form of people trying to get some type of economic stability in their lives our youth are making dumb um, you know decisions based on the whole culture and, and the whole philosophy like there's a way of life that our students are living by um, you know money over um, women uh, just disrespecting whatever the community because they're living by their particular code and their w way of life of the gang. And you think it's a dead end? I, I, You know, I think so. Like, for example, inside of Jersey City, like, we never really had a gang problem. We basically had, you know, community blocks and things like that. But something happened in the early 2000s when that blood set, whatever, sex, money, and murder came into Jersey City and it transformed how our youth kind of like related to each other. If they had beef, instead of going to the hands, now they're going to the guns. Instead of whatever, just solving the things, whatever, handling it like real men, now they're just handling it through that particular code. I'm not going to be disrespected. If you disrespect somebody else in that set, you got to be disciplined. And just the senseless violence that's coming about 
whatever is now because of the structuring of what our youth have inside of their neighborhoods in, in the neighborhood and then and then you think the music normalizes it Brian Favors you work with yes. the teens you were last on street soldiers yes. when you had an issue with some of the some of your students right. at, in Bushwick they were arrested going to a funeral going to a funeral and and uh, which we talked about whatever happened with that they were perceived as gangsters some of them had been uh, you know connected they're, they're from an environment where you know, everybody's cousin. Everybody is affiliated in some way. And one of the things that is interesting, gangs are, are an outgrowth of conditions. So a lot of my kids who have joined gangs have joined for rational reasons. Used to walk through the park, got jumped. Now they join the gang. Now they can walk through the park. So I don't want to say hip-hop is responsible for, for, for the gangs, because the gangs have been here for a long time. It's interesting that we're talking about straight out of Compton. I remember in high school when Which NWA we talking came about out week, yeah. in Sacramento, California, I remember the influx of Blood and Crip when it became, you know, um, the, the, the soundtrack promoted it. For, so you have a lot, a lot of, people. of people who are growing up in conditions around my way. I live on a blood block. Um, however, you have a lot of kids now who don't have to live that lifestyle and it's so attractive and normalized. So now you got middle class, now you got mainstream, now you got a whole But what community. about the what about that what about that young guy that that that's kind of like wavering? And and a lot of the gang a lot of the gang leaders we've talked to or I've talked to say that they they really in former gang members that it really it all started when they were around 11 or 12 years old. But do you think what do you think about what Chris said? that the music that seeing these famous famous stars repping the colors like flying the flags is that really necessary it, when you're a platinum selling Grammy winning yeah. multi-millionaire well first does of all it, we, does it make it normal for kids and then it, they're paying the price on it the streets it normalizes it and you have a lot of grown ups we talk about hip hop influencing kids around my block you got grown ups who are still buying into the hip-hop dream and still big kids who are promoting and, and, and still caught up in the same mess. And I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we're coming from communities where a lot of our males are already in an identity crisis. We go to schools where we don't know who we are, and the media becomes the vehicle to tell you who you are. Uh. All right, let me bring Rod Digg in. in. In terms of when, when you look at the state of hip-hop now and you look at the gangster rap, you look at the, the, the gang affiliations that so many rappers feel they have to you know, throw up and the, the, the set signs they have to throw up and the colors and the videos and stuff. What do you think about that? I mean, honestly, I think the you know the gang culture the, or the subculture that exists in hip hop really is a symptom of the of a bigger problem sure. because when I was growing up, uh, you know, we had Public Enemy telling me to fight the power, and we also had N.W.A. saying "f the police." So I I I think nowadays there are just not enough options. Uh, music wise that people are seeing in the forefront I mean we're, they're there they exist we know they're on the internet we, we know satellite radio things of that nature but I feel like when it comes to the mainstream and pop culture it's almost like there's this force saying this is the prototype of mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be if you're going to be hip hop so anything that deviates from that we come up with nicknames for them we call them backpackers we call them left of center we call them underground we call them weirdo rap it's like this is rap <laughs> just like this is rap just like this is it's rap it's just so. another another form of, uh, exact, of the music and exactly. of the expression I, I feel like there you know nowadays there are just certain prototypes that are being you know that are kind of being shoved down our youth throat like this is you know if you want to be cool and get all the chicks and be successful this is what you have to be and unfortunately you know that stigma is causing a big problem with the youth Hocus what about you uh, grow, growing up in the streets uh, of the Bronx tell us a little bit about your story what, what you were into formerly and we're going to play, play a little bit of your music uh, later on in the show but just in, in terms of the gang situation that you got caught up in 
Um, yeah, I was in 2008. I was indicted for a conspiracy, a drug conspiracy. Um, I sat on Rikers Island for four years fighting the case, and then in 2012, I was acquitted of all charges. And um, but you know, growing up in the Bronx, Castle Hill Projects, Soundview Projects is like, yeah, I gotta understand. It's it's not you can't blame the gangster rap with like crime been happening before gangster rap even before rap even existed. You know, so you can't say the gangster rappers is the ones influencing the people. This been going on. Like he said, the gang's been out there. This is like this some kids feel like, you know, they have they don't have no parents or they don't have you know, they gotta cling on to something, you know. And <clears throat> I got caught up in it when I was a kid and I was How, how old up. were you when you got caught up? Um, I joined when I was about fourteen years old, fifteen years old. And and how did that happen? Like what happened? What got you into it? Was it just all around you? It was, was it protection? It, no, it wasn't Making protection. Money? It was all around me, and I got I got seven brothers, three sisters. I got a big family. My father died, left my mother alone. Oh, I'm sorry. My mother, you know, to buy she can't buy ten kids a pair of sneakers when they want to every month. That's over a thousand dollars. You know, I had to go, you know, do what I had to do, what I felt I had to do necessary to make no man money to survive so you don't think that the you think what's around people in their neighborhoods has more of an impact on them than the actual music it's, yeah, it's what's like nobody's joining a gang because they're they're seeing little wayne with a red flag well maybe maybe little billy in you know wisconsin maybe he's joining the gang because he feel like he want to be down but i don't think nobody joined the gang in in the hood because of little wayne this it's more what's around them all right, 1-800-223-9797. We're going to get to your telephone calls in a minute. Uh, Latif Sarner, you deal with a lot of these images, and especially images of, of young men of color. Does the gangster rap, is it so successful because it's so quintessentially American because it deals with violence, it deals with there's a, the sex element in it, there's that excitement factor that it cuts across all American media that's yeah. the most successful, movies, TV, everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, when you look at the history of our country, it's rooted in, you know, in gangs, right? If you go all the way back to the early 1800s, there were gangs, the Five Point Boys, Fly Boys, that, um, that originated here in New York, and it was out of kind of having coalitions. And so I think as you go along, as a country, we romanticize gangsters, right? Whether it's uh, Scarface or God, uh, Godfather, you know, those movies are entrenched in um, the American psyche and the culture. And I think that, you know, we, we got to understand that these are things that play into impressionable minds. You know, we talk about um, the youth that are joining these gangs, 11, 14, those are impressionable minds. And when they see these things and they see them glorified and romanticized, I think it becomes then part of, you know, our culture, part of the lexicon. And, and what people aspire to be, and I think that that's where uh, media is, uh, you know, taking a part in in really portraying these images in a way that makes uh, that makes our youth really interested in in kind of being a part of this. Chris, did you want to say something? Yeah, I think the difference is in between our gangs and the gangs, uh, you know, in dominant white culture, is the fact that our gangs help push an agenda. Over the past 40 or 50 years, the gang element starting in uh, California had a purpose, and that purpose was to usher in whatever the drug, to usher in whatever the uh, the destruction of movements, the, dis uh, the destruction of us organizing as a people. So nowadays, like the gangs, um, we always had violence, we always had crime, we always had this and that and the third, but when you start talking about pushing an agenda, like our gangs and the music, I believe is at the forefront of the prison industrial complex, whereas now you can constantly sell the image, sell the image to a point where now a youth, now uh, 1.5 uh, million African-American Latino young men are inside of the system or um, 1.5 million have a 
associated themselves with being a part of a gang with 90% of the inmates who are inside of jail saying that they have blood or gang, some type of affiliation. So, like, when you start talking about the message inside of the music and then contributing to the whole gang element, it's it's like a package deal. Like, you got to sell the drugs. You, you say you sell just the can't murder. stop it. You, you just can't se- you can't separate it from it. Let, let me let's go to uh, Detox from Newark right now. Detox, hi, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Yes, how you doing? Um, so I'm uh, I actually have my master's degree in public administration. Uh, I happen to be uh, watch Baby Lope. Uh, my topic w- in undergrad actually was uh, the antecedents of gang membership. So I did a lot of research on it, talked to a lot of other uh, members. Now, coming from the streets on up, kids are using in the gangs and joining gangs for different reasons, but it is being glamorized by uh, all of your your entertainers. You think um, it is being it glamorized? It- I'm sorry, what did you say? You, you think it is being glamorized? Yeah, definitely. Um, you always had the streets influencing music and then vice versa, the music influencing the street. So if that's not your reality, once you hear it on that record, you kind of relate to it. Um, you know, all of us wasn't going through the, the what NWA was going through, but, you know, we got certain parts of it. So we did kind of relate to it. Um, and then you did get intrigued by that. That's not automatically making you go out and join a gang all of it has to it always circles back around to the family structure no don't totally have those, uh, and know, detox, I, detox i gotta go to the newsmaker line right now but thank you so much for the call it's detox from newark let's go to the newsmaker line right now we have on the uh, on the phone peter spire he's academy award nominated and emmy award nominated director his films you can see them on HBO, Showtime, MTV, BET. Probably seen at least a few of them. He's the man behind Beef One through Three, Tupac Shakur, Thug Angel, and many, many more. Peter, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, from your from your experience and working on the films, how embedded do you think gang culture is in hip hop? Well, um, I, you know, I think it's there. But in terms of, um, you know, influence and music, you know, I I think it's just part of everything else. You know, it's part of life. So, you know, from my point of view and making the beef series and seeing, you know, how violence happens in hip hop, I I, I think it's, you know, a small part of it. I, I don't really see it as being a... A major, a major influence. And you've studied and, and researched and done films throughout different eras of hip hop. Where do you think we are now in terms of the the, the 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 you know the gang representation in hip hop? Do you think it's about the same as it's always been, or do you think it's more or less? Uh, yeah, than, say back I, I, in the nineties. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, I think it's probably the same. I, I don't think it's any more or less than it was. You know, I think, you know, hip-hop's a reflection of what's happening in society. If gang, you know, life is there, you know, it'll it'll be represented. But, um, you know, I, I look at record companies as the ones who promoted, you know, uh, gangs to rap. You know, you, you, you have, uh, they, you know, they thought, wow, you know, when you take a look at the components of hip-hop, they saw rap and gangster rap as a way to make money. And I think that's what tipped the scales. And that, that's know, what kept you, it going. You, 
All right, Peter, yeah, uh, we got to keep it moving. We, we have to keep it moving here. But thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. That's Peter Spire. He's Academy Award nominated uh, filmmaker whose films include uh, the, the Beef Series, uh, Tupac, many, many more, and uh, all kinds of documentaries and everything. Let's uh, go to the phones. Let's go to um, Noah from Queens right now. Noah, hi, you're on Hot 97. All my guests in studio, please jump in, okay? okay. Noah, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, so I'm actually, I also work in, in the school system. I'm a vice principal of the school. Um, I grew up um, part of my life in Brooklyn and uh, Queens, New York. And, uh, you know, one of the things that concerns me the most, um, especially that I'm seeing now as an adult uh, working in the school system, is how... Uh, how rappers now, they're not really morally responsible. You know, they make it out, they're making all this money, right? And then they continue to rap about things that are hurting our society, okay? And, uh, you know, it's a form of entertainment. And I wonder how many of these rappers are really actually gangsters. And these kids are impressionable. Okay, you know, you, you know what, you're raising, you know, no, you're raising a really good point. Do I have time for a quick response from one of our guests? Chris, what about that as, as, as a vice principal, what he's, what Noah from Queens was just saying? Where yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's, like, it's basically they're rapping about something they no longer live, but the people have to deal with it on the streets. I mean, a lot of people can go through the struggle inside of the community and all the rest of that thing, economic, socially, and all the rest of that stuff. But you don't have to portray, like, you know, like you don't have to perpetuate it. You don't have to keep telling the, um, young people that you can do this you supposed to do this you supposed to pop this pill you supposed to do this that and the third like they're not supposed to uh sell it but they are so like, like there's no other way what of but getting mu- around music music is entertainment you can't if somebody's speaking in reality you can't say that you know they that's that's not really their responsibility it's what they it's what they doing after the music to me that's just that's them making putting words together that sound good to them and if people like it then you can't blame them for that I think a lot of the artists are victims in the same yeah, way. I, say, I would like to respond to that being an artist myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. All right, Ra. <laughs> Ra, dig it here on the mic. Yes. Um, how you doing? Good morning, sir. I feel like the you know the majority of artists do get a bad rap because for one, you know, when you're in this business and you build a core fan base and people, you know tend to fall in love with whatever image it is you're selling so it may be negative you know it may come across as negative in some aspects when you're young but it's also a growth process like I'm not talking about the same things now that I was talking about when I was 20 and 30 I mean that comes with maturity and and that's not something that's just going to happen overnight or when you magically become rich because there are you know a lot of these rappers now like they are becoming multi-millionaires while they're still in their 20s and they granted they have a a million people you know being influenced by them they're still kind of living that dream I think that's something that happens over time what I will say though I do feel that um, there should be something I think the NFL uh, recently implemented it I do feel that there is some you know there should be some mandated certain amount of hours of like community service or just uh, something outside right. yeah, they of the that. music because I, I do you feel mean to help them and to give well some some of the artists some of the artists do give back and I, w- I want to say this because this always comes up when we talk about this topic and I know for a fact there are very very well known artists like some of the most famous they do it and they don't want a lot of attention for it they just they don't call a press conference and 
you know, I, do, hey, do what they're them. doing. But I, it, I, I teach I teach hip hop music workshops for for the mayor for right. the city of North. So and and but I don't you know I'm not walking around. with But a in terms crew. of that being a visible, you know, of having a visible example of that, I think I think everybody would agree we we could right. use a lot more. Hey, so Brian. we were talking about the, the the programming, and I would just say that even before we when we were here getting ready for the show, if you listen to the lyrics that we were listening to, it was promoting a lifestyle that's counterproductive to healthy development. So these are people who are programmers. A lot of rappers I know are making songs to get in the industry. Even if you look at Jay Z, he talk about hugging the block. He ain't so he hasn't sold dope in years. But right. when he did thirties, the new tw- uh, uh, twenty or whatever it was, his sales went down, and he came back with American Gangster. Right. So I think rappers, just like principals I know, who 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 kind of buy into the system, just like corporate people I know, black people from our community, they're adjusting to the injustice because that's the program that works. But they're telling he's telling a story though. American Gangster is a story. He's not he's not promoting. But but should it, he be denied? It's, it's a story that the could movie have a American different ending. Is promoting if, violence more than Jay Z is promoting violence. If you see Frank Lucas in his interviews, he always says at the end of it, he says that if I had the opportunities that these young kids have now, I would have been a CEO. So if you see that, mm. then you you leave with a different message. Then dang, he shouldn't have wore he shouldn't so have wore Denzel that outfit. Should, Denzel uh, shouldn't have shot the guy in the movie. That's not more. I, I think that when my kids think of American Gangster, when they think of Jay Z, and I've taught a lot of kids from Marcy Projects, they don't think of all the positive things that he. They think of a hustler that sold dope. He was and a hustler. That, and that he still a hustler. And now is, but is, the, and narrative, now is the narrative word. isn't necessarily one that's empowering. It might be empowering to us. All right, well, we got to hold, hold, hold that thought because of the, my honest. All right, hold that thought because uh, we have to take a short break. According to Michael Medium here at Michael Medium, now uh, your old your old Hot ninety seven app was replaced as we mentioned at the beginning of the show by our new free 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 where hip hop lives mobile app. So if you're listening to the show now at home on a radio and you're going to be on the move, download the app on your phone you can listen live to the live stream of all hot 97 programming right there on the where hip-hop lives app that's what i listen to when i'm out in the field and running around covering stories download the new free where hip-hop lives app in the app store now or google play for android i'm lisa evers your host for street soldiers at lisa evers twitter and the gram hot 97 gangs gangster rap gang affiliated where do we draw the line or are we blaming the wrong people here for this let's uh take get to your telephone calls when we come back Hot 97's taken over every weekend this summer with the biggest DJs. From now till Labor Day, every weekend is a Hot 97 Summer Mix Weekend. All the Hot 97 DJs and celebrity DJs mixing live. Mixing live. We get the mix popping every Friday at noon and keep rocking right through the weekend. Keep your radios locked or listen on the Where Hip Hop Lives at. We're in the mix. Mixing all weekend long. We are the soundtrack to the summer. Hot 97. If your car shakes, rattles, and barely rolls, trade it in. John Loman here from Loman Auto Sales in Woodbridge, New Jersey. This week, I'll give you up to $5,400 more than your trade-in is worth. Save, save, save up to 50% off original MSRP on select 2015 pre-owned vehicles. Get interest rates as low, low, low as 1.9%. Listen to this. To help you get approved today, I'll say yes, 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 and double your down payment up to $5,000. Even if your credit is wrecked, ruined, bruised, battered, or bankrupt, or you have no credit, don't worry. My banks and lenders look at you, 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 not your credit score. That's right, you, not your credit score. And my goal is 100% auto credit approval. This week, let's put together a low payment plan that gets you into the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams. Everybody drives. I'm John Loman, and I'm a dealer for the people. Only at Loman Auto Sales in Woodbridge, New Jersey. For a hot VIP appointment, call 888 928 
888-928-5189. That's 888-928-5189. There's a movement building, inspiring all of us to create a positive vision of the world. Aerosol founder Sanai Dennis creates street murals with a loving theme to uplift communities everywhere. I think my part in promoting love has changed my life because it has let me know that there is a power in the art. Whether big or small, people are doing amazing things in the places they call home. McDonald's celebrates Errol Soul for staying deeply rooted and encourages everyone to spread loving. Visit 365black.com. Hey, Paul, looks like we're coffee twins. We both got McCafe's. Oh, you mean my bean brew? Yeah, your fresh brewed McCafe coffee. No, I think you mean my mojo. My java, my morning joke. Okay, I get it. You want to use coffee slang. Well, let's drink this toasty roasty, Joe Bro. Whoa, Tom, don't get all weird on me. My bad. Whatever you call it, you'll love a rich, smooth, fresh-brewed McCafe coffee from McDonald's. And now get any size McCafe coffee for just $1. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A la carte only. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time offer. McDonald's presents Things Said at Breakfast by no one ever. Mm. Burnt toast. Hot diggity darn. Rubbery waffles? I'm so gonna get my grub on. Ooh, cold leftovers. Mama likey. No one ever loves a bad breakfast, so get a real one. Served every morning at McDonald's. Like two warm, toasty sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for only $3.50. For a limited time, most locations open at 5 a.m. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. Listen to the premiere of Dr. Dre's new album, Compton. Uncensored. Available on Apple Music and iTunes. Hi, this is Mayor Bill de Blasio. Studies show that kids enrolled in full-day pre-K are better prepared to succeed in kindergarten and beyond. It means stronger math and reading skills in elementary school and a better chance at success in life. That's why New York City is offering free, full-day, high-quality pre-K to every family that wants it. To open the doors of opportunity for all our kids and give working parents the peace of mind that comes from knowing your kids are safe, learning, and growing during the workday. You can apply now for free, full-day, high-quality pre-K in every neighborhood. For more information, please visit nyc.gov pre-k or text pre-k to 877-877 or call 311. With pre-k for all, opportunity starts now. Cindy with Lee's Toyota, announcing our clearance sales event. We have a huge inventory to choose from. Prices are slashed. People come from near, far, and in between to get these super low prices. With zero financing available, great leases, and top dollar for their trade. If you miss coming to Lee's, you'll miss getting a lot for less. Family owned and operated with pride and integrity for over 50 years. See what a great deal really is at Lee's Toyota. At the corner of Hillside Avenue and Queens Boulevard. Call 718-657-LEES. Excuse me, whoever made this buffalo chicken dip, marry me now. I'm taken, but I made that with Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. <laughs> Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, it's Laura Styles, and here's what's hot. Adam Torres Concerts and the Commission presents R. Kelly. Friday, September 25th at the Barclays Center. Tickets are on sale now. Just go to Ticketmaster.com or at the Barclays box office and get yours today. And Natalie Davis Psychic Readings is your connection for insight into relationships, business, and health. Call Natalie Davis at 718-688-2959 now. 
Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. You did. Okay, and that's uh, represent by up and coming rapper from Castle Hill Soundview, the Bronx, Hocus 45th. Thank you very much for uh, letting us play that. Thank you. Okay, we appreciate that. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, 1-800-223-9797. Gangster rap or gang affiliated, where do we draw the line? Who's responsible for the images and what kind of effect, if any, are they having on our streets? In studio with us, Chris Gadsden. He's a vice principal, Lincoln High School in Jersey City, New Jersey. Latif Sarner, he's a CEO and founder of Collide TV, a digital television network for multicultural audiences. Um, educator Brian Favors, he's a former high school teacher in Brooklyn and a consultant for Breaking the Cycle Consulting Service that teaches educators to use culturally responsive teaching. Hocus 45th, you just heard his joint represent, the one and only Rod. Diga, rapper, model, actress, is here with us. And, of course, your telephone calls we're going to get to in uh, just a minute at 1-800-223-9797. Latif, you wanted to talk about the commercialization of this, uh, you know, what started as a street art form. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when we talk about kind of how the gang culture is um, influencing music, you know, life has always influenced art. But I think that right now, as I said earlier, we're going through this kind of evolution, ebb and flow of where, uh, you know, before it might have been backpack rappers it might have been you know gangster rap back when NWA and now we're into gang culture which is really big in our society across the country and that's being reflected and so now you have record labels you have you know entertainment companies capitalizing on this commercialization people are downloading the music which is inf- you know which is then going back into making it more of something that people want to consume you know whether you look at Vivo at you know the video channel that actually I think a lot of the images that are being portrayed are actually more they're more derogatory there than even the music itself because what they're doing is they're showing the, the images of people with the materialistic uh, you know the that's giving you the images yeah. and I think that that's actually having a bigger impact than even 
the music itself. Brian, what about the images? Yeah, so I just want to say, within the schools, we're, we're talking about gangster rap and the whole gangs, and that's an issue, but it's deeper than that. When you look at what's going on in our schools, you're looking at a lot of violence. You're looking at the way that, that, that males treat females, the misogyny. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the materialism we were just talking about in my class. I think once we counted over $10,000 worth of clothes with my students who all live in the projects. And this is all being promoted. So the gang lifestyle, and some people who weren't even in, 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 who weren't even in gangs, I think the whole mentality, it's a slave mentality and you have a, a culture that's in an identity crisis and are, and we're in the midst of a Black Lives Matter movement right. and I'm thinking when I turn on the radio where are my J where, where are our soundtracks there was a time in the 60s you heard I'm black and I'm proud we're in a Black Lives Matter movement where every week we're hearing about different black people getting killed and I turn on the radio if I was an alien that came here and I would say what is this because we're killing ourselves through our music so I'm not even necessarily blaming the artists I'm wondering are you disappointed you sound like you're disappointed you sound like you're disappointed in the artists because right now we're in the midst of a holocaust and a crisis and our soundtrack is promoting more death amongst us so the way that the whole world sees us through hip hop the world sees us. People that don't know black and Spanish people, they see us through hip-hop. And even worse than that, how we see ourselves. Most of my kids are in an identity crisis. have been taught that they are N-words. They don't know their history. Kunta Kinte and Roots learns no material object is more valuable than a man's life. We don't have that right to pass it now. It's, so it's, we a, learn rever- it's a reverse in some neighborhoods. Hip-hop. Which is negative, and as an educator, all of the value, if we listen to 10 songs in a row, all of the values that are put out in hip-hop are counterproductive to healthy academic and social development. But you can talk about the commercialization, you can talk about radio stations, you can talk about what's there, but but a lot a lot of the new music comes out just organically from people from people doing it, putting it out on SoundCloud, they make no, themselves hot, they go on social media. I'm, I'm from the streets, I'm from Castle Hill Projects, I, like, I said, you, like you heard, I was formerly in the gang. No music ever influenced me to ever commit a crime. No music ever, me personally, and, and I can speak for, you know, people around me and that I've been with. No music ever influenced me to do that. And, so I want, we keep, we keep giving too much, you know, to the music. It's saying like the, the music is controlling. Can, can I say something yeah. though? If that was the case, we know that the top corporations in the world use hip hop to sell products. We know that when Jay Z well, comes now, out with now, the, but right, but that wasn't always. But, the but case. we know the influence. We know that our kids speak. Well, not hip-hop. just not just now. They've been doing it for a long time. I mean, I can remember looking at uh, Barney Rubble with the Dookie rope and the yeah. Run DMC hat. You know, selling. You know, I mean, the rapping the about influences our culture. So corporations I, figured out early on that this was going to be a Nice vehicle yeah. to hip hop you know, jumped off to, the skinny jeans fashion things. the w- whole way we think the words the lingo we would be foolish to think that it didn't influence our behavior but make, but make the slavery connection for me again well, well, explain well, that to us trees with no roots can't bear fruit very basic when you see your work black are, are manhood we, are in we, a box are, are youth a slave to these images well, they're a slave I, to this materialism I think when you this? look at Nicki Minaj and some of the images I encourage people to look up Sarah Bartman and start to think the way that our women were put on on, on auction blocks and looked at as, as solely uh, 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 sexual objects and now we hear if you dance on a pole that don't make I mean the music is mm, the same I imagery think. that they put on Young Buck I tell my kids about Young Buck they don't know what the Young Buck was the Young Buck was the slave they put in the in the room with 15 different women to impregnate them so that they could populate the plantation right and now Young Buck talk about pimping right but trees with no roots don't know that so it's one thing if we knew who we were like a lot of my white friends who watch Scarface and then they go back home and their dad's an accountant right but for a lot of us, I got kids who are 19 and got tattoo rap name on their neck. But right, and they don't really. He knew, if you're not Wiz Khalifa, you are. You have completely. You bought into this hip hop dream, and in five years, you might not want 
payday on your net. You may not get a right? job because but, of but, that. But 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 we have a, a whole group of people who are being heavily involved. Our kids know more about Jay Z and Lil Wayne than they know about Dr. King and Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and people who have been transformative for their communities. So I mean, I think we'd be. We'd be killing ourselves. We'd, we're lying to ourselves and we're in denial if we think that the music doesn't have it. It's not the cause of it, but it's perpetuating. Sorry, can we talk about something that you said earlier, which I think is really at the core? Where's the structure around these kids? I have a 13 year old son. He listens to everything popular, right? Everything. But at the same time, you know, we have conversations about what is right, what's wrong, life in the streets, and, and all those and things. And also, you're and, not in the hood. You're a successful businessman. I saw. Yeah, absolutely. I, but I'm from New Jersey. I grew up in the hood. I grew up, you know, I grew up. But your son Street, is not growing up in, in the hood. But, but not on Bergen Street but there. Listen, Shout but, the Bergen Street <laughs> and the Bergen Street boys. But, you know, you at, the same, back at the same point, I mean, I, I grew up and I was influenced by my mother being able to tell me about, you know, and influence me. And I think that what we have to do is that not just look at the music, but look at the structure and kind of, you know, if it's if it isn't the parents, then like you know the. But teachers, what about you? The, have you, you look at some of the most popular artists right now, Chris? Let me get a response from you on this as a, as a vice principal. The the J Cole. J. Cole putting out music that a couple years ago people would have been like, oh my God, that's too sensitive. That's just too, a guy talking like that. And, and look at how huge he is and how successful he is. Right. And and look at Drake. Look at some of the things that Drake... Uh, but he's not played on the radio like like that, J. Cole. He's, he's not. really not. Yeah, and that's yeah, what like you're saying. It's, it's the programmers more than it is the artist. It's not really the artist. The artist could talk about what... It's not Jay-Z for... But the programmers will tell you that they play... They measure... Everything can be measured now in popularity like instantly. I mean, we so get that. So what they play yeah. with... But, but, but we can't... Like, we... You know, Chief Keef, love him or hate him, yeah. he's still a voice of Chicago. He's right. still... You know, he, he is still a voice of urban oppression and, and issues that are going on. So are we mad at him for trying to elevate nah, out of right. his situation? No, right. or well, I mean, should, we play, we've been playing J. Cole like... like no, 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 no. I'll, yeah. I'll talk about. I'll, I was using Chief Keefe as an example, right. like the, you know, or you know, or do we look at the people that said, hey, you know, let's let's shovel a whole bunch of money into this. Let's let's put and this let's, on a pedestal. And let's not and let's not yeah. forget also too, w- which is that the, the that the music game has allowed many people to come out of street circumstances and and right. you know, get into a into a better life. Yeah, but I wouldn't but, say yeah. many. I'd say, I'm, right. I, I wouldn't say, say handful. Many. I would say a selective few who have the responsibility of promoting. And perpetuating the stupidity, whatever, like of the um, of this nonsense. Hip hop is a culture. I grew up in hip hop. I grew up, whatever, get my political identity from Public Enemy. I got my um, whole Black history, whatever, whole philosophy, whatever, from Karis One. I got yes. whatever knowledge. I got something from my music, and I grew up in it. These days, like you said, those top ten songs, whatever, you can't grow up in that. Like, mm-hmm. like that's growing up with straight up nonsense. Like, that's shaping the identity of a culture. Black music is different than other art forms. You can go listen to uh, Z100 right now, and I just did that before I came here. I was like, let me listen to the just the five songs on Z100. They was talking about love. They that's was right. talking about breakups. They was talking about just basic stuff on life. Look at that that's top right. ten that's on Hot 97 right now, and you'll see that it does nothing to promote. Us or to uplift us or to money, encourage money, us or money. To do my son was singing twerk. Trap Queen. Trap, Trap Queen. Now, my son is singing that and he has nothing. And all his little friends in soccer camp, he's eight years old. And me and my wife have gotten to the point we cannot listen to black music on the radio with our children. It's just different. And now, now we can't. Now, you talk about music. When you talk about music and African people, that got us out of slavery, helped right. us to it's the black arts movement. And it's been a source, and, it's and been now a source I of strength. I gotta listen to 
white music if I want to hear good songs. And there is there's good music out there. But, but what about the artists? Are, but, but what about the artists that can make their own deals that have their own artists labels? Artists can't make their own deals and labels right. nowadays. Like I just shared this with um, which um. I they can make they can make albums. They, they can, can make, absolutely do it. They can totally do the it. The pioneers of hip hop. Chris, I'm going to disagree with you. The pioneers of hip hop do not to do own now any part of the industry. Wrong. The pioneers yeah. of hip hop do do not control the distribution. Do not control not the, the pioneers, no. but the people that are the but biggest. But take Beyonce what, for what example, about right? Beyonce, she controls her Beyonce image. Beyonce controlled yeah. her situation, and if she wanted to, whether it was con- you know whether it's because of contractual obligations to Columbia or what have you, she could actually put out an album to her consumers and probably make more money than she would make through her current deal. And I think that any artist has the ability now with the tools and the digitalization. The digitalization, you can actually you can actually go direct to your audience. But then what? But then what happens when she? But when she makes music like I'm a grown woman and people start telling her, "Oh, you you falling off or whatever." You sold out. But that's but but that's the great thing about. But that's the that's the great thing about digital, right? Like so, our society now, you know, it's it's really it's instant. You get to know whether or not something works. You put music out, you can test it. Social media will tell you if it's if it works or if it doesn't. And so I think that, like, you know, we do have the ability. The reason I started Collide TV was because I wanted to be able to kind of control the distribution of our images, right? I, I, I worked at BET. I worked at AOL. I understood that, you know, we did not, as, as a people of color, we don't control our we don't control our images. We don't control the shows that we put out there. We make the shows, but you know, um, other than other than Aspire, Revolt, uh, but the know, people who can green light it and get it on TV is are, a whole not, different they matter. Don't, they don't learn. They don't look like us, and they don't really care that much about our culture. They want to. And they it's entertainment. It's, it's straight up. So it's stra- let me go. Right let me go to Jacqueline right now from Florida. It's straight. It's straight up business at the end of the day. But, right. but there's and, a lot and of consequences. Black exploitation has always so. Sold. The Let minstrel show something. has always oh, sold. God, BET Uncut is coming film. back, and it's going film. to sell. And black children at ten o'clock are mm-hmm. going to watch that. Okay, let's go to Jacqueline <laughs> from Florida right now. Jacqueline, hi, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Hi, I think music and media does play a huge part in keeping us ignorant. Um, you know, it talks about guns, it talks about sex, it talks about living a thug life and degrading women a lot, and. You know, you see little kids on Facebook Five rapping like Trap Queen or something else that they should not be rapping or even knowing anything about. And like he said about slavery and Martin Luther King, we don't really know anything about him because our for us to know that. The government is not going to want us to know about black policy okay. people. Okay, but ja- but Jacqueline, let me just let me just insert a little note here. It's it's you know it's just also to this idea of what's being given us, what's being programmed. But what about personal choices and what about personal responsibility? There's more information online if you really want to find out about Dr. King and why so many streets are named after him. If that's the only way you're exposed to it, you can easily look that up. You know, at, on a computer on your phone. But if you have an industry that is feeding. Um, people's appetites. If people have a fast food appetite and that's all you feed them, they don't even know to look for that. You know, by the time a kid is 12, 13 years old, one of the things we realized with our son, he thought it was normal the what he heard in hip-hop. We had to turn it off because he assumes if it's on the radio and Uncle Ebro is playing it, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now when you go to school and and, 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 and the teacher ain't bringing the lesson as strong as, as Jay-Z is bringing his message... 
So we're competing with it, that. There's a reason that it's called programming, and that all these sponsors that make that these billion dollar industries. Okay, are but doing okay, but let, let me just I'm just putting in a little fact here because Michael Medium just handed me the 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 playlist of the most played the most played songs right now on Hot 97, the Matrimony. Wale featuring Usher. Okay. That is not a gangster rap song. Okay, but what is what's? I don't even know what it is. But what's the message? Because don't get it twisted when you talk about gangsters. That he hasn't. He goes to weddings don't and doesn't get married. Okay, okay. 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 So, somebody, uh, good thing. Stage of Gemini featuring Nick Jonas. Lean on. All eyes on me. Meek, Nikki, and Chris. Uh, classic man. On your body from Chinks. That's the new one. And blessings with Big Sean, Drake, and Kanye. Yeah. So those are not. Those are not. If. Even in, and I don't know what all the songs no, are, but even the in title, the relationships, I mean, like, like you need to break down how many the times I, I gotta from... tell that be to come? Oh, if I listen to those songs, even your love songs aren't love songs. Let's not get it mm-hmm. twisted. The the the, mm-hmm. right. the biggest issue that we have in middle school are girls doing sex tapes. Yeah. So even your middle school, I want to hit it from behind. Middle though. school, like I, I don't know oh, the yeah, playlist, totally but even different. the love songs don't represent yeah, you real gotta love. Have a producer, like give us the lyrics and actually break down right. those lyrics because they are. Well, we can get that online too. You just gave us time. Nobody has to give us anything. We just take it. What's going to change that? Do y'all think rappers should just stop rapping like that? Oh, y'all think? No, no, no. What I think is this. Hocus, come on. Get in here. I mean, what's going to What y'all think is going to change it? I I, I I think. think, Oh, go ahead. I I think what's going to change it is the fact that whatever artists are being told whatever what to promote and what's hot. Like, I think the artists got to take ownership of their craft. And African American artists and Latino artists, like who are in hip hop, they don't have ownership of what they do. Your words are copywritten. They're taken away from you. Anything that you are a part of, the industry say, that's mine. I own right to that. Now, when hip-hop first started, that was mine. Those those beats was mine. Those It was, it was sampling and things like that. Those words were mine. Like, it was the essence of who I was. Until that happens, we can't say, um, you know... We All right, I want, I want imagery not, through whatever our music. But, I, we but, but, but we gotta back. come into the because the whole digital thing I think has changed everything changed, because artists artists it. make their own music. It's easier to make their music. They don't have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to copying. get their first joint done to do a straight. They can copyright gonna, it by mailing it. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to get radio. off on the music industry because that's another show that we're I'm sure we're going to be doing again soon. But let me get to the phones right now. Shannon, Shannon, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. I want to say peace to everybody. Shannon, I, I want to say, please, wait, babe, please turn your radio down in the background so we can hear you. I don't have the radio. I have Are you a speaker? speaker. Oh, yes. talk on, can you talk on the phone without the speaker? Yes. So we can hear you. I Thank you. I just wanted to say peace to everybody. Peace. And peace. I wanted to say, Hocus is an independent artist. Isn't, even though it's easier for him to write what he wants and he want, what he wants to say, it's not as easy putting it out there either because you don't have the financial support of these big wig companies. That's a separate issue. What I wanted to say was, I want to play devil's advocate and say that gang life is not always so bad. Sometimes there are unnecessary evils. People act like if you're from the ghetto, you have no worse. There are plenty, plenty of smart, articulate people who live in the ghetto. Just because your financial circumstance has put you in a situation, that doesn't define who you are. I think we're kind of losing sight of some things. There's nothing wrong with the ghetto. I love the ghetto. Take me to the hook. That's where I feel at home at. But don't get it twisted. I like nice things. I could be bougie too when I want to be. I like to be cute. But I think the problem is, is that gangs on a whole need to restructure, get a game plan going about how we could not kill each other. And I don't really see nothing wrong with the drug selling. Uh, okay, I agree with Sh- that. Shannon, sh- what? Go, you, you don't see anything wrong with the drug selling? 
No, let me tell you what. Let me let me say something. All right, Shannon. Shannon I, you know what? We're we're, we're coming up on no, the top I, of the I hour. I would. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold because you're the first person we've ever had on the show that's actually said that. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to have Rose get your number, and uh, you know when we do the drug show, we'll definitely get your voice voice in on that. But I, I got a caller here who wants to say something to to uh, Rod Digger. Hi. Curtis from New Jersey. Hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, Rod, this is Curtis from New Jersey. I'm from Morris County. I've seen you play a couple times in the, in the past couple of years. Actually, I brought my girl when she was pregnant with our twins. So that nice. was the first live show. Thank and, you. And uh, I just appreciate everything that you preach when you're on stage. You really reach the community. White, black, it doesn't matter. You band together. Uh, I'm boys with the animal crackers. So, you know, I know okay. you're out there with all types of people. You know what I mean? Thank and you. And that just means a lot to our community here. Thank and you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate all right, you. All right, Curtis, thank you so much. Thank you. Right, thank you. We, we really, really appreciate it. What about, what, Chris, in, ter- in terms of the, the tool, as an educator, the tools for success for, for our children, for our youth, for our teens? What, what do they, where can they get those? If it, people are turning to the music that's influencing their lifestyle, it's influencing what they think are their goals. The goal is to get a designer bag or a designer belt. Well, I mean. As opposed to getting a GED or a, a degree. Education is the basis of what they should um, inspire and use in order to advance inside of society. Music just serves as the soundtrack. It's like the blueprint, whatever. It's, it's that music playing in the background, whatever. So I'm not going to say that it's just the music that's having an imprint. But like, like what we need to do as educators and what we need do as a community is help train up our students we need to train up our children we need to make sure that they have access into things uh, that's going to perpetuate a greatness inside of their lives so it's it's like I don't want to whatever just say that music is having that um, big big imprint on our uh, students but uh, the music is driving home negativity and that negativity needs to be rooted out and like say like if the Hot 97 or like a radio station in New York can devote about 5 to 10 years of programming whatever positivity like you'll see neighborhoods transform because the efforts of educators along uh, with the music will come together whatever to train up children but as long as we have you know conflicting um cultures going at each other whatever it is middle class culture which children are aspiring to into this a uh, culture that's talking about but you violence. but you also have two but that you, conflict uh, that's going on okay but i gotta keep it moving because again i'm gonna give everyone a, a chance for a final quick word because we're almost out of time but it's also let's remember too that in our in our communities in our most economically challenged communities you have plenty of people that have gotten out that have become successful who we don't hear because they're not famous rappers ball players or whatever who have be, gone on to professional careers gotten their education gotten out gotten their families out and done and done things like that there's also that part of the story too so I don't want to ignore that Latif uh, final word real quick here yeah I think um, one of the things that we really have to look at is that on a broader cultural level you know our our communities are being damaged by the images that are being put out there on a, on a much larger scale the materialism I think you know where we as people you know you talked about uh, you know there was a discussion about the students and what they're wearing I think it's about it's about kind of having these symbols to help identify and say, I fit in and I belong. And I think that we have to take control of not just not just what we say and do in music, but also the images we portray. And I think that as a community, we have to figure out ways to help kind of in, um, impact these uh, challenges. Definitely. And make it, and make it something positive. Right? And, and change into positive. Brian, final word? Yes. Uh, we we got to make sure that our, that our students are uh, media literate and that they can watch this stuff and dissect it. So one of the things that I do when I teach teachers, I teach them how to use hip-hop and use Jay-Z's words. He says, you know, lyrically, I want to be Talib Kweli. I made seven million. I ain't been rapping like that since. We need to 
talk about that. We need to talk about what uh, so that they can have a, a healthy mindset. Um, we need to create institutions that help us to know who we are so that we'll develop a consciousness to where we won't accept that because only an unhealthy community would accept programming that uh, told that tells their people, their kids, the most valuable resources that leads them to self-destruction. You wouldn't see that in other communities. So we got to raise up the consciousness so that we will want another appetite and we won't accept a lot of this music. All right, Hocus, final word? Um, yeah. Besides, buy my, uh, check me out on YouTube, uh, buy my uh, joint. Nah. <laughs> a, kid, a kid in the, um, in the ghetto that's gangbanging <clears throat> and selling drugs to survive, I don't care if you put on public enemy 24-7 around a day. That's not going to stop them from gangbanging and selling drugs. I was that kid. I know that. So I've worked with a lot of kids, man, that have dropped their flags, brother. I'm just real talk. We got God in us. And there's still some of our Malcolm, some of our strongest I'm people. Don't, I'm just, I, I, and I know a lot truth. of people that drop their flags right. also. And that's, I'm living a different lifestyle right, right now. Right. But I'm just saying it's not the music. Stop blaming the music. Right. Solely, it's, it's what, what they doing behind the music. Should matter more. Okay, than we're back where we started, but there's a, there's also as I think everyone ag- would agree here with all the different viewpoints. There is a tremendous power, and there's something different and special, and more energized and just more extra about hip hop than there is about anything else. Because that's why it's going worldwide. Rob, final word. Give us a positive word here to end on. Positive word. Stop blaming the music. I I don't think it's the music that's hurting our our youth and our culture. I think it's the business of mm. music yes. that's mm. hurting that's the culture. Mm. And I and I just wish that we as a people would stop letting other entities come in and dictate to us what is hip hop and what you know what we should be doing, what sh- we should be looking like, what should be influencing our kids. We have to take that power back as artists, as uh, young entrepreneurs, as you know as a hip-hop community in itself. We need to do that. I want to thank all of our guests for being with us uh, on this episode of Street Soldiers. Thank you so very much. On a sad note, we want to say uh, rest in peace to Sean Price. He was working on songs in the key of Price. He was part of the boot camp click, Helter Skelter, and uh, passed away. You know, passed away, so... Rest in, rest in peace to Sean Price also I want to say congratulations to Big B's did a great interview with me for Fox 5 News at 10 his uh, joint Herd Flow the video now in rotation on MTV so shout out to B's there also Vincent Nichols our, our videographer at the Push for Peace a uh, big shout out to you and the team for the great job that you did and also the one and only TJ our digital uh, director here at Hot 97 Street Soldiers you can go to LisaEvers.com click on community you can see some of the video and the great great pictures from our Push for Peace show that we did in Brooklyn and again shout out to everyone that came out and uh, gave us so much support it was just it was really incredible it was our, our best one yet also a uh, big shout out to the one and only Nigel Talley at Atlantic Records was up there he introduced me to Seven Streeter this week we're going to get around the show here talking about speaking of women and, wi- and women artists uh, so big shout out to you thanks for all your help and uh, of course my whole crew here at Hot 97 Street Soldiers you know what to do follow me on Instagram at Lisa Evers And uh, same thing on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Fox 5 News at 6 and 10 tonight, 5 and 10 during the week. You want to be a part of this show, we invite you. We want your feedback. Hit up my executive producer, Tone Capone, Tone, the number four real at gmail.com. Also, shout out to Chuck Creekmer, allhiphop.com. And uh, thank you to our Hot 97 team, our program director, P.O. Farrell, music director, T.T. Torres, Jeffrey Thacker, and the digital. And uh, Tone, Rose D., our associate producer, production assistant from Melissa Quinones, uh, Mia Bell, and uh, Board Op and other digital support from the one and only at Michael Medium. So I want to thank you all very, very much for all your help for making this possible have a great week remember use your mind it's your best weapon i hope it's your only weapon 
I'm Lisa Evers, DJ Naeem, coming up next, Push for Peace. Hot 97's taken over every weekend this summer with the biggest...